0: It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Rodgers in trouble. Does he have a vintage moment in him? In the end zone. It is caught for the win. Pressure. Pass is picked off. And who is it? Big BJ Raji for the touchdown.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the PAX What She Said podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined as always by Perry Goldstein. And today we have a special guest, our friend, Tom Grassi of the PackCast. Tom, thank you. Thank you for joining
2: the show. Maggie, appreciate you. Thank you. Perry. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, first time, big fan, long-time <laughs> listener, first time <laughs> caller. Uh, it's, good, it's good beer be in this kitchen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as we record from the Airbnb, three blocks from Lambeau Field, because that's that's what we're going to talk about today, Period. We're talking about training camp. Training
3: camp.
1: This is literally the first time we've also actually recorded a show together in person <laughs> yeah. at a random table, so.
3: Yeah, we've got one big microphone for all of us.
1: So yeah, we've got that going for us, which is nice, but... Yeah.
3: Yeah, we, we, uh, we just finished up our third day of practice, um, three of three, because that was the last practice before our first preseason game on Saturday. It's true. Tom, it's very true. give us your
2: thoughts. Well, uh, I want to say that uh, the weather today was fantastic. No, no uh, not those thoughts. Oh, not no. those thoughts. Okay. Uh, you know, camp has been uh, an experience. Yesterday was, like, a little slow, a little, uh, little, little just shells only. And, uh, you know, really not a whole lot, but they were amping it up today. Yeah. We still, I think, for the first day, was still the best one though. First, first, uh, first practice was really, really good. Yeah, there was just a ton of action. Amari Rogers, like, I feel like, makes a diving catch every, every time single. that we, Even like yesterday when he's like yes. not supposed to, he's just diving and like catching a random ball coming out of a machine. Yeah. Yeah, he's an impressive man. Yeah,
3: today I was like, can you, can you, can you stop? Because <laughs> like, I don't really want you to get hurt. No,
2: no definitely not.
3: Yeah, I made a joke today, like. We, someone someone's gotta get an ump out there to check Bob big Bob Tunyon's hands before sticky stuff because that guy doesn't he doesn't drop anything. He's becoming like one of Roger's security blankets.
2: I'm so excited to just see him, like, go off. Like, yeah. because, like, this is, unfortunately, the offseason where everyone complains about Madden rankings and, like, the <laughs> fact <laughs> that, like, Tunyon's, like, not even, like, a blip on there. Like, let's go. Like, I mean, to be
1: fair, though, there was literally nothing else that happened around the Packers, so Madden ratings were, like, a really important thing that we should really talk about. So. Right.
3: Really dry offseason had to yeah, focus absolutely. on a video happened. game. know? Nope. Yeah. yeah, nothing. Can't
2: think of a uh, thing.
1: Tom, before we talk about training camp a little more, Give us some background on Paccast, what it's like to be back in Green Bay, how everything started.
2: All right. All right. So just like for the listeners, uh, this is going to be about a 45-minute story. So just uh, <laughs> strap in because it's going to be a long one. No, so Packcast, you know, started off just audio. Then we went to the YouTubes. Uh, this was back in 2015. Started the whole thing because of the NFC Championship game. <laughs> so the Seahawks had literally birthed Packcast. So nothing good came out of that game. And then what happened over time was, uh, you know, just just grinded on the YouTubes. And now at this point, this is the first time I've been back in Green Bay since 2018. And it's very different in Mm -hmm. so many ways. Uh, Besides just buildings, uh, I go out and people say hi to me now, which is Mm -hmm. weird. Because in New York, nobody knows who I am, which is... What it should be, Better. yeah. Which is what it should be, um, because now people are like having me sign things and devalue their merchandise and wasting camera space uh, by taking my picture. But no, it's uh, it's awesome to be back in Green Bay because like there's nothing like it, especially like when you're a transplant and like you know and you're you're off in New York or somewhere else. Like you come here, it's it's just a whole different feel.
3: It is. I mean, it's my first time up and. People say, you know, it's obviously a different feeling. Small market team is very unique. But I think until you're here and you really realize, like, the entire town, city, area of Green Bay is the Packers. Like, I think we're on the stadium tour and... What, were the, what was it? It was around like 80,000 can fit in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so it's like, a little like essentially the entire city of Green Bay could fit inside of Lambeau Field. Yeah. And I just think that's like a really perfect analogy for like what this team means to this area.
2: And you like talking about that, like Town years ago, like wasn't there. Like mm-hmm. when I first came to Green Bay, like it didn't exist. Like they were breaking ground. They were trying to buy houses yeah. like, to be like, hey, we want your sister for a parking lot. And, like, at this point, like, they've blown it up so much. And it's, like, it's. Own, they have, like, a football field that's there. They have all these breweries that are there. And it's just, it's awesome. And they really want the draft. But it's, like, it, like you said, it's all about the Packers. Like, that's the end-all be-all in this entire city. Yeah.
3: And, like, you, we go out to breakfast. You see players out. Like, they just start driving around. It's nobody's even phased by it. No. It's yeah. pretty cool.
1: So before, I mean, you came to Green Bay, obviously, for training camp and other things, but you also got to talk to somebody special in the Packers organization. If you would like to maybe tease who that is, you don't have to. We can just tell people to check out the pack
2: next <laughs> week, but... Yeah, no, uh, I sat down with Mark Murphy, uh, the president and CEO of the Green Bay Packers, and again, really quiet offseason, so mm-hmm. it was kind of a struggle to come up with content and questions because there, just, there wasn't anything, but... We had some conversations, and um, it was great to talk to him again. And, like, he's just super happy that everything is back to some type of normal, and that's on a lot of different fronts. Yeah. And, yeah, it was um, it was good. It, it, it was an interesting conversation, I can say that. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm absolutely looking forward to listening to that. Because you've, you've talked to him before, so, I mean, yeah. you guys are, like,
2: buddies now. So I mean... The report is a little bit. Just like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's funny because... And I got, this is the third time I've spoken to him, and considering everything that's happened in the offseason, I think that right now they are just very protective of, mm-hmm. like, what's going on within the organization because, as we saw, media blew every little snippet that came yeah. out of Complicated Fella or, like, you know, the way Murphy was dressed one day and, you know, mm-hmm. is, is he saying that, sending a message to Aaron? So... They uh I had multiple people kind of call and be like, Hey, so what are you gonna talk about? (laughs) Just to just to make sure. But yeah, now it was a good time.
3: Yeah, yeah. So speaking of, it's kind of back to normal, right? So we're at camp
2: and Aaron Rodgers is there.
3: Thank God.
2: It's like it's it's normal, but like I feel like that there's like this tension that's like in the air. And it's not necessarily like bad tension, Mm -hmm. but it's just like I feel like this season in particular, like, there's just so much riding on it because we know that there's a... It's the last one. It's the last one. Mm -hmm. And, like, it just means, like, a lot. Like, I was in an Uber yesterday and my Uber driver was talking about Brett Favre and he was just, like, you know, and people, the city still loves him, loves Brett Favre. When Aaron leaves... No one's gonna love him, and I was like, "Wow, that's harsh!" Like, and but that's, like, yeah. there, like, that's what but happened. But is that like, true? This off- No, it's totally not true. Like, no, that's what mean. happened this off season. Though, is like you had this really stupid division yeah. in which it was like you need to pick a side. It's the Green Bay Packers or it's Aaron Rodgers, and there's no in between. Yeah, and like, I, mean, I
3: was pretty like, I don't know, upset isn't the correct word because. I'm not involved in the situation, but I didn't particularly appreciate the way that Aaron handled this off season personally. And he's back now and I'm still like, yay. Welcome back. Love you. Can't wait to watch you win. Still going to root for you. Like it's it short term memory is a thing. And it's, I mean, like it's tricky too
1: for him in the situation he's in and the Packers, because now everything that happens for the entirety of the season, whether it's in practice or what he posts on social media. Like, every Instagram post now is magnified and mm-hmm. dissected, and it's like, oh, what does this mean? Is he implying that this mm-hmm. is the way he feels because it's the last last time he's ever going to do this? And it's like, Jesus, we're, it's the
3: middle of August. Mm-hmm. But like, by all accounts, he looks happy to be here. Yes, he, he absolutely does. does. Like, yeah. he, it's not like he's out there, like, pouting, and he's unhappy. Like, no. he's... Joking around with the guys, he's giving bear hugs to Josh Myers today. Mm-hmm. He's coaching up Kurt and Jordan. He was having a nice little chat with Kevin King. Kevin King came back to practice today for the first time. So he's like in it. He's ready to win. Yeah, and
2: like I don't I don't think that was ever gonna be an issue because it was never like his players and coaches that were the issue, yeah. right? Like he loves the floor. Yeah. And so I think that when it's just focusing on that. We're good. Like we're totally yeah. good, and I think that that's kind of like the theme of this whole season. It's like just focus on this one because we're not going to talk about next year. Like yeah, yeah. just this because focus that's on it. football. That's, yeah, that's, that's it. What you're and like for. and Goody said in you know that press conference that he first did, you know, kind of like how like the winning like cures everything. Like that's how it like kind of fixes things. Like I'm not saying that that's going to mend the relationship, but people aren't going to be talking about that as much if the Packers are winning.
3: It makes everything easier when yeah. they're winning.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about that too, like, throughout the week, even things we've noticed, like, in training camp, it's just, like, the mood is different, the atmosphere is different, everybody seems very relaxed and, like, very comfortable and confident, like, everybody's just ready to do Mm -hmm. what they need to do, and, you know, it's, I know people say, like, you know, with salary caps and things, you're kicking the can down the road, but I think, you know, we all kind of know what's coming, because you can't continue to kick the can down the road, so this season is, like, a culmination of going all in, which is what this team has wanted for what feels like 10 years. Yes. Since like, the last one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I
2: mean, like, that you talked about, especially during, like, the Ted Thompson years, you know, and everybody's like, we need more free agents. We need to, like, go spend more money and blah, 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 blah. Like, here you go. Like, yeah. this, like this is it. Like, this you can't go any more all-in than we're in right now. Yeah. yeah. So, at this point, it's kind of like we're throwing all our eggs in the basket and hoping that it works out.
3: And we've been watching... Mostly today we spent a little more time with defense. we three of us have been watching the offense Majority of the practices and like you're listing all of the weapons now That Rogers has to throw to this season and you've got like your really big bodied tight ends and wide receivers You've got the shifty guys. You have Amari Braden, Cobb You've got Josiah Degara coming back who's practicing today with the ones like this offense is gonna be amazing
2: I just think it's like it's crazy. Like a lot of people look at the Buccaneers and they're just like they kept everybody. Mm-hmm. Right? Obviously, Corey Lindsley going all pro center. We replace him with Josh Myers, who, you know, I'm not saying he's an all pro, but I'm saying like, you know, he's getting compliments from Rogers already and, and et cetera. Jamal Williams, who love me some Jamal Williams, but mm-hmm. Jamal Williams, you know, but you have AJ Dillon. Right. That's it. Like, yes. it's the still number one highest scoring <laughs> offense from last year. And now, again, Josiah Deguera, if Funches makes the team, like, Cobb is better. Like, like, you said, there's so much yeah. new that can just take it even further. And it's the same thing with the defense. Like, who did we lose on defense? If I, Mike Patton. Like, that's who we lost. Yeah. And you brought yeah. in Joe Barry, who the guys seem to love. And, like, the defense has just been slowly getting better and better. Their run defense <laughs> was better last year. And besides the NFC Championship game, you know, for the most part, they were solid. So, right. like... They're, like, they have a really, really high ceiling.
3: The offense looks amazing, too. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they were the number one offense again this season. They look phenomenal. And, like, it's just another year under Matt LeFleur. It's another year of comfort. It's, it, you know. Yeah, and I think there's, like, a... You know, the players have bought in. The
1: young guys have bought in. Even, like, hearing guys like Ty Summers and Oren Burks talk about special teams with Maurice Trayton. Like, you know, there's, like, if we're going to win, we have to go in in every single phase. Like, I think these guys are realizing whether it's, you know, I am a star player on this defense or I'm just taking a couple snaps on special teams. Like, when you're on the field, this team is very much poised to win a championship. And I think that's one of the things that – Maybe twisted Rogers' arm enough to come back for one more season sure. because anywhere he would have went, I think if you go pound for pound down the roster, the Packers arguably are one of the four top teams to go all the way. Yep. Always, yeah, yeah.
2: right. Well, in in that sense too, right? If you're a young guy, like if you're a Amari Rogers, is going to work anyway. But like you're Amari Rogers you don't know what next year looks like, you have a Hall of Fame quarterback, like mm-hmm. this might be and this is nothing on Jordan Love, this might be your only and best chance to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like in the near future. So like yeah, if you're like if you're Preston Smith. Yeah, you're going to take a little bit of a pay cut to be like, this might be a, like a way for me to get a ring. So, yeah, I, I imagine like from top to bottom, it's the vets. I mean, you talk about Cobb. He's like, I don't care how many times you throw me the ball. Like, I yeah. just want to win a Super Bowl. But literally.
3: Like, that's it. Literally. Like, and I always find that interesting. Like, I think there's two motivating factors for players to choose teams. Yeah. And it's money, obviously. Of and I get that, right? They, they have a short shelf life, if yeah. you will, in the NFL and winning. And to me, it feels like if you're joining the Packers this season, you're saying money is probably not something that I'm going to expect. It's the ring that we're going for. Yeah. And I'd almost rather have players have that mentality because that means they're going to do whatever it takes to win. Whether, Like you just said, Cobb's like, I don't care how many snaps I take. I don't care if Mario Rogers is in there more than I am. I don't care if I do nothing, yeah. but I just want to do whatever it takes to win. It's a very like team first mentality and it's been a theme with all their pressers this offseason also since they've gotten back to camp
2: yeah. I I just like I think that at some point like especially like the older vets when like they see their own window closing Mm -hmm. right that they're just like yeah, like, I'm not going to get those, like, multi-million dollar deals anymore, multi-year deal. Like, you look at a Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, like, can go r- win a ring somewhere else, but he wants to get paid a boatload of money because he can, you yeah. right? In terms of, like, a guy who, like, you know, a veteran player, you know, maybe they're aging a bit. Like, it, you know, they don't have too much left in the league. Like, this is the place to be. You know, you look at the Buccaneers, and, like, that's, that's what Tom Brady brought them, right? It's like, oh, man, we can go win a ring. And then, it's honestly, it's a similar story with the Packers.
1: Yeah, Marcy Lewis, I think, is a good example of that, too, where, like, you were on a team that was so bad for so long <laughs> that now it's, like, I, like, I, there's a, there's a part of me that wonders if he would have retired um, a couple seasons ago if it wasn't Rodgers. Yeah. You know, but it's, like, I think that Rodgers feels, like, this, this burden of, like, I want to get the vets in the room. A ring because him and Crosby's the only ones that have it. Well, no, I know, but like, and then last season we heard from guys like Jamal Williams that were like, "We want to get the vets a ring." So it's a really, like a really mm-hmm. interesting balance of like who guys are playing for and what their motivation is this year.
2: So wholesome. I know, it's <laughs> it really so sweet. is. It's like <laughs> I just want to get Papa Rogers a <laughs> ring.
3: <We'd> Same.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't care at this point. Like get and, me in like, there. Because, and I and I said this too with all the terribleness that happened in this off season i don't besides the players i don't think there is an organization that wants a ring more than the green bay packers because mm-hmm. if they win a ring it buys them forgiveness time it, like it buys them so many things like they could be terrible for the next 5 years and fans would be like it's got, a got a ring, like rate. we're good. Like it's the Broncos, right? Yeah. Like the Broncos going all in with Peyton Manning, bringing all these defensive players. They win a ring, and then they're like, "Time to like snip, snip, and just yeah. like we're going to be terrible for a while."
3: Because the thing is, the Packers are going to have to do that next. Right, season that's anyway. the expectation. Right. right? So Correct. it makes that <laughs> the, the, phone the office is off. <laughs> yeah, like that little sour taste in your mouth yeah. about like probably having to let some guys go is yeah. dissipated a little bit with that bling bling on. Yeah, the absolutely. Because it's just like.
2: <laughs> okay no we're good it's, no, a, yeah. it's, it's okay. Like, we did
3: that <laughs> yeah okay we're good we're, we're yeah. fine you know and like so we we did the hall of fame yesterday and it was my first time at the hall of fame and you walk through and you look at all of the championships and all of the trophy and everything that this like franchise has accomplished over the last 102 years and I can't imagine anybody within that organization looking at that because I walked in and I was like there's room for one more. Like, look at all the room there is for more. Like if I was a player or anybody that was part of the front office, I'd be like, no, we got to get, we got to fill this
2: with more. Look at, look at this franchise. Look at what we've built here. Like, (laughs) They uh, they think they ran out of space now because like what's in like made the hall fans yes. so, like, it the, was the, the last water. yeah it's the last one yeah. so they're like we have to expand I'm like you can't expand into that room mm-hmm. like who's like that that the trophy room like no that one you need that I need that to be wide open just so we can yeah. get more of those yeah. yeah there needs to be another in there it's a party trophy yeah it's so crazy walking in there too because like whether you're like a young fan like an older fan like there's just so much to appreciate and it's it's just crazy like the history is just, like, so deep with the ownership model, like, it is fan-owned, and it's just, like, there's such a sense of, like, pride that's there, and I'm I'm not even from Green Bay, but it's just, like, that's like, that's our team. Well, you hear
3: about the fan ownership again, like you and I don't live here. So like you hear about the fan ownership and you're like, Oh ha, it's a piece of paper, but you come here and you, we go to practice and there are thousands of people watching. Not like, not an exaggeration today was easy. Like, what, 2,000 people just watching practice Mm -hmm. because the fans have such an investment both, eh, not really financially, but, like, (laughs) theoretically and emotionally.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you said, too, like, it's... I'm going to use a terrible analogy. So (laughs) years ago, I went to this place in the Bahamas, and there was a little pool, and it was, like, the middle of the night or whatever, and, like, it had, like, some lights in it, and I'm walking past, and I'm like, oh, cool. Like, maybe you can just, like, stand in the pool or whatever. Two seconds later, a hammerhead shark, like, literally just, like, swims in the pool. And I'm like, wow, like, there's no barriers. Like, there's no any... I feel like it shouldn't be like this. And, like, not saying that our players are hammerhead sharks, but that's a cool <laughs> analogy. And, like, as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, all right, Tom, that's kind of cool. But it's, like... Aaron Rodgers is like 20 feet from you mm-hmm. and there's nothing like dividing you from Aaron Rod and like they're like you said they're just so present and there that like on TV like they're like these mythical like put them on like a podium like pedestal kind of thing but like no you're 20 feet away from Aaron Rodgers and you can yell like hey Rodgers and he might turn around and like look at you and like acknowledge you like, that's insane yeah
3: we waved at MVS yesterday Yeah, he was like hey, hey, <laughs> hey what's going on with he's best."
1: Okay, let's now turn to training camp observations. That's a good <laughs> segue. Thank you. That's my astute observation. MBS is fast. Okay. Well, it's the a great first, show. Yeah. <laughs> Mercedes Lewis is large. Yes. <laughs> all right, so the first preseason game, obviously, is Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of us will be there. Players that you will be watching in particular, anybody that you're most excited about. Obviously, we know that Aaron Rodgers and a lot of the vets aren't
3: playing, so love show and... Yeah. I think guys. some of the starters are playing. Like, I would imagine Devontae will be in for, like, one series. Yeah, so? Yeah. I don't see why not.
2: He's been also, when Love is throwing the ball, like, when they're just not, when they're not even doing 11-11, I notice, like, Devontae's always lining up on his side, like, so he's getting, like, those reps. Like, the Green Bay Packers really want Devontae Adams back. Yes. Like, they want him back bad. They should. And because, yeah. like, again, like, you look at it, they have starting left tackle for your, you know, next franchise QB. You have the best wide receiver in the league for your franchise, like next franchise QB, like best
3: cornerback s- in best the league. Co- like
2: you're set. <laughs> like you like you're literally saying, listen, if you're not successful, it's not
3: because of us. Well, the building, they, they're they have to put in the building blocks to give him a chance to be successful, yes. and like all those blue chip players yep. are there, and they look great, mm-hmm. like. Everyone talks about Devonta Adams' footwork and his like release off the line. And I get that you can see it in games, but oh my God, seeing that up close, it's like, how, how can you control your body like that? I broke my ankle
1: watch.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: it's crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I think one of the things, too, like, you know, talking about how you're surrounding love with positions. Obviously, AJ Dillon is really young. Aaron Jones just came back. You've got a really young, really talented offensive line room, too. Like, locked up David Bakhtiari. You might lose Billy Turner next season. That makes sense. But the Packers obviously are trying to build a long-term offensive line. You have Elton Jenkins, who's going to get paid. Yes. They just drafted a center. You've got Ben Braden, who's been looking really good. John John Roman Jr. is young. Lucas Patrick. Mm -hmm. Even, like, Royce Newman, if he plays tackle. Like, there's a chance that this offensive line can be together for the next four years while love
3: you know transitions and starts his career with the team having one of the best units in the nfl mm-hmm. and nothing is more important than protecting your young quarterback and giving him a clean pocket especially mm-hmm. because that's one of the things we saw in camp is right. that when he's flustered yeah you
2: know that so yeah so that was something obviously that was like being reported by like beat writers and everything like that like but seeing that in person yeah he's a young qb like yeah. that's that and that's why like i am so <laughs> incri- i think there should be so many eyes on this preseason game yeah maybe not with the best of intentions from some folks, but it's because, like, the, you know the minute he throws an interception, it's going to be, yeah, this no. is the worst thing ever. But, like, but let
3: him get those reps. Do let him make those mistakes in these preseason games when they don't matter so he can learn from them. Like, the live pressure in preseason, barring, you know, he's fine, yeah. is... He needs to, like, get used to that. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be really important. I'd rather not throw him in there week one, and you've got, like, Khalil Mack bearing yeah, down exactly. on him, right? He's um, like, I never took a snap
2: before. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, do I get an asterisk? Yeah, I, I haven't played in a year and a half. Like, please. <laughs> please.
3: Um, but he does look better. I mean, by all accounts, like footwork's better. Going through his reeds are yeah. better. He's taken off with his legs a couple times. Yeah. Like the guy's got some athletic ability. Mm-hmm. I
2: mean, like that's the thing too. Like he is a first rounder, yeah. right? Like he's a first rounder that the Packers really <laughs> liked. Like that.
3: He was getting he was getting um, Pat Mahomes comps during the, the draft. Like people forget that. Yeah.
2: And, and it's mostly because of, like, his last season at college and stuff like that. But, again, I'm not going to make excuses for Jordan Love, like, because the interceptions were up. He had no weapons to throw to. Offensive line wasn't good. New but coach. New coach. Like, everything, right? At the same time, none of that matters, right? Mm. Because you see people blow it up in college and then come to the NFL and like, I don't know what I'm doing. So, I think that for Jordan Love, like, this is going to be so incredibly valuable because it's just, it's just simulate as close as you could possibly simulate to a real game as you can. And f- I'm really, really curious to see what he can actually do and bring and more like what he can just learn from this. Yeah. Because that's honestly all that matters. Like he could be garbage on Saturday, but as long as he's like, oh okay, God, like 1% better. Yeah. Because people again Aaron Rodgers was bad. He was bad for years. Like, bad, bad, bad. My expectations are low. Like, I
3: just want to see what he does when it's like a live game. Like, how consistent can you be? Can you move the ball down the field at all? Like, can you go through your reads and get the ball out? That's it. Like, the the bar is very low. Also, it doesn't hurt that we're playing the Texans. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Yeah,
2: they could start all their veterans. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <We're good.
1: laughs> yeah and I mean I think other guys like obviously Jordan Love but this is huge for like Patrick Taylor who's coming back and he yeah. hasn't played since even Devin Funches, if he I know he had, got a little dinged up at practice today but Again. he hasn't played since 2019 so week two 2019 right yeah. so there's a lot of players that are coming out of college fresh even like an A.J. Dillon and I know we saw him yep. a little bit in the uh towards the end of the season but there's a lot of guys who are really young who are gonna really need some of these reps whether it's you know, even a Josh Jackson who's trying to make the roster. I mean, I'm or also like, thinking
3: about, like, Eric
2: Stokes. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Like, let him... Just
2: finally not being on Devontae Adams. He's just like, thank God, anybody yeah, else. Yeah, you
3: know, but also just game speed is so different from practice, and there's zero way to replicate that. And yeah. we saw young corners get smoked in their first games because you just
2: can't put it all together yet. And that's the thing, too. Like, people really criticized, like, the Kevin King resigning and, like, joked about it and all that stuff. But transitioning, <laughs> like, look at the Lions with Okuda. How did he do last year? Like, at, not near, the, well. ne- near the end, he started, like, improving a little bit. But he also, like, gave up a ton of, like, it, it wasn't good because it's such a, di- like, that and tight end. Like, they're so difficult to try and transition that.
3: Because you're not going up against, like, how many college teams are you playing where you're going up against a wide receiver who's, like, NFL level. Very few. Stokes did it. do yeah. that, but I'm saying, like, very few and not every game. Correct. And then you get to the NFL, and likely, like, wide receiver three is better than the wide receivers you were going up or against in college. And so, like, just the jump is is really difficult. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Josiah DeBruyne. Josiah yeah. Doberra? Yeah, all about it. All <laughs>
2: aboard the Doberra train. I
3: mean, nobody lights Matt LeFleur up like Josiah yeah, yeah, seriously.
2: Like, someone will ask a question, and he's going to, like, if he's wearing sunglasses, he'll, like, put them down to like, Josiah. And he just, like, goes into, like, a love ballad. And I'm like, yes. Yes.
1: And, and I, I think one of the things I'm really curious about on the defensive side of the ball, too, like, is what are we going to see from Joe Barry? I mean, I know the preseason's always kind of vanilla, but, like, sure. I'm curious, you know, Perry and I have joked – about the use of dime and it doesn't seem like that's going to be as much the case under Barry like it was under Mike Petton. so like what kind of packages do they roll out in how does he look on third down does he play 10 yards off the line <laughs> on third and two like what
3: what yeah. are we going to get in the preseason from Joe Barry practice has been like
2: basically nickel is space yeah. that's that's what it looks like in practice I'm very excited to see him develop those linebackers and how he's going to utilize yeah. them like Kamal Martin can we like, talk
3: s- about Devondre Campbell for a second <laughs>
2: yeah we can we can talk a few seconds
3: oh my goodness like he okay I don't know if it's just a vet thing and he can come into to another team and like pretty seamlessly make his way or that's just a special Devondre Campbell thing sure. but it really looks like he's been there forever like yep. he's a natural he's mm. just in the middle he's directing guys
2: yep. he's so smooth and, and they're so young like that's yeah. they're so yeah. young at that position like if there was anywhere to go get a vet mm-hmm. that's where it was right and I think that to have someone with that skill set so just to have that experience right. and just be like no no you go here well they like, tried
3: that with Christian Kirksey Kirk, and it unfortunately didn't, it work, didn't work out work the out. way that they had hoped that it would but this feels like a similar like Okay, we got to go out and get someone yeah. who knows the position, um, who hopefully will stay healthy, uh, and kind of coach up both Chris Barnes and Kamal Martin, because yeah. they've got a lot of talent and a lot of potential.
1: I mean, that is a, a benefit of Campbell is he's always, I mean, he played 16 out of 16 games, like his entire yep. career. And he's played like 80% of snaps or more basically since his rookie season. And, you know, I think you look at like a Ty summers or an Oren Burks and there's guys that maybe should fit or they're athletic enough to be what you would expect, like a sideline to sideline and sideline backer to be. And then you see them next to Devondre Campbell and you see Devondre Campbell do it exactly how it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I think Packers fans maybe don't know enough about him yet to be excited, but like he can hang with a guy like Malik Taylor over the middle of the field. And Mm -hmm. most inside linebackers don't do that, regardless of who the
3: wide receiver is. Like, you normally aren't that quick. (laughs) You normally can't hang with wide receivers. No, he looks great. He does. And it's a lot it's been also a lot of like him and like Adrian Amos being pulled out into the box and like being able to when you have someone solid like Campbell in the middle there, it allows Joe Barry to use all the safeties in the corners and the unique and fun ways that we know and want him to um it's just like a kind of like staple.
2: And I think it also, like, it, it kind of allows them to address, like, other weaknesses, right? So, you're just like, oh, okay, like, maybe, you know, opposite Jair Alexander, you know, Stokes is still learning, you know, Kevin King, sometimes good, like, sometimes inconsistent. Let's- a little safety over there. Exactly. Right. Let's, let's give that guy some help. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, oh, God, if we don't have to worry about the middle of the field every yeah. minute, this is going to be so nice. This is going to be weird, but it's going to be so <laughs> nice because... I mean, that's just something that has been a weak spot, and we tried to address it every, like we, every year. We've been trying to address it ever since. We we're like, hey, Clay, yeah, you know how you're in the outside? No, we're going to go inside, <laughs> buddy. In we're going to do that for you. Yeah, literally, that's that's a really good Clay, I think,
1: is when it all kind of yeah.
2: – Jeez.
1: All right. Anybody else have final thoughts on either training camp, looking forward to who in the preseason, roster predictions, Ooh. things you liked in Green Bay? I mean, we didn't even talk about Ennis Gaines. That's true, we didn't. We
2: so.
3: Everyone's talking about Annis Gain, so can we just reiterate we all we agree? Yeah. He looks great. Obviously. Yeah, Annis okay. Gaines is making the roster. I think that's a fair yeah.
2: Yeah. Six or seven wide receivers.
3: Six. Yeah, I guess it's gonna be six. I'm I'm backing up from my four running backs.
2: I think they'll they'll keep three and stash one on the practice squad. I think Dexter goes practice squad and because Kylan Hill has been getting a lot of reps with Aaron Jones out.
3: Kylan Hill was in with the ones today. He, was, and he looked good.
2: I'm telling you, seventh round. We're going to be, be the yeah. steal yeah. of <laughs> the century. Because like, because I, I I will be very honest. When we drew, I had no idea what Kylan Hill was. He's a seventh round guy. I went back and watched his tape and I was, and the amount of it was like, oh, he hurled a guy. Oh, he did it again. Oh, he did it again! Like that <laughs> man, like is like. Oh, Mario, let's do it! And like he's, he's got some, he's got some gifts.
3: We're going to be talking about how we have no idea how he slid in the draft mm-hmm. in like
2: a couple of games. Mm-hmm. One million percent, and yeah. I'm all about it. Yeah, that wide receiver, like I. That wide receiver room, because like, again, like, now we're talking about, oh man, we have so many weapons. What do we do? Yeah. but like, how
3: did we get here? Because
2: it, it, again, it's just we have we have so many tight ends that we can keep on there too, and like you know, and we kept five wide receivers last year. I don't. It's going to be tough. I mean, like EQ. I'm,
3: it just feels yeah. like there's no way now. Like he wasn't
1: yeah, even practicing, you know, like, no. so. I mean, there, I mean, I think there's like. Avenues. You know, Jace has suspended a couple games. So, sketch
2: yeah. sketching yeah. a guy on the roster. Uh,
1: if Devin Funches, you know, hopefully he's healthy, but if for whatever reason he's injured and he has to start the season on like a pup list, then maybe you you bring in a guy like Juwan Winfrey. Uh, DeAndre Tompkins is not getting talked about a lot, but I think he looks incredible. He has to make the practice squad um, or he'll go elsewhere, I think. But yeah, this, this is going to be fun. Saturday is going to be a lot of fun. I'm for very much looking forward to it. I'm
3: very nice. excited. But any, any final thoughts? No, just uh, as our guest, please tell people where they can find all your work.
2: <laughs> For me, or uh, Just type in Tom grassy. You'll see the face that's attached to this Muppet voice. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. It's grassy, by the way. It's not grossy. So, you know, just saying.
3: Okay. Um (laughs) subject. Uh, (laughs) You can find me on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. Please follow the podcast at PWSS Podcast on Twitter. Packs what she said on Instagram and on Twitch. Uh Maggie, take it away. (laughs) You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J Loney. I write for Cheesa TV.
1: Perry and I are also both with the Pack a Day podcast crew. Uh so thank you as always for listening to the show. Go pack up. Go back up. Go back up.